Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. What you want is sometimes far from what you get. At Harry Ritchie's, we want you to get the heart-stopping, high-fiving diamond gift you want and pay for it the way you want. Our in-house financing lets you make payments that fit your budget and your life. Plus, at Harry Ritchie's, our jewelry is priced at an everyday, real price. That means you get all of the dazzle with none of the haggling. More boom for your buck. Now open at Clackamas Promenade. Harry Ritchie's, truly you. Hey everybody, this is Sam with Wrestling Overtime, and this is your news and thoughts for February 12th, 2021. It's Friday morning, and wanted to let you guys in on a lot of different news. Um, Looks like the WWE Network won't have as many eyeballs at the Peacock Network, the Peacock app, as they first thought. Um, Peacock and NBC told them they would had 33 million users. And when I first heard, oh, WWE for five years is going over to the Peacock app, I thought 33 million users, they'll get more eyeballs. And I think they thought that. Um, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter says that might not be true. That come March 18th, when the WWE Network is actually moving over to Peacock, um, they could only have maybe 11 million eyeballs. That's two-thirds less than what WWE originally thought. The reason is, is because there's a ton, a ton of people who don't use the service. It comes free with all Comcast subscriptions. It comes free with a lot of different uh TVs and cable subscriptions. And I got to looking around. I have a smart TV and I was playing around with my smart TV center where I keep my apps and Peacock is actually already on there. Now, I don't know if they're counting me as one of their users. I guess they are because I can get their free content. But I haven't actually signed up. So that's the thing is if you've got a subscription through them because you're a Comcast user, they're counting you even though you may never watch it. Um, you know, I watch a, you know, the, re- the replays of The Office or Parks and Recreation or stuff like that. On Comedy Central. 
I don't ever go to the Peacock app and actually watch it there, which is where NBC would like for me to watch it. But uh, maybe I will once, you know, WWE moves over there on March 18th. But I'm not used to going there. And they, right now, I don't feel like that they have anything that I'm really excited about. Now, they're definitely going to be getting my eyeballs on WrestleMania, but we'll see how this goes. I am predicting really quickly that a lot of WWE fans are going to sign up for the $4.99 plan where they get uh, ads because they're already used to WWE ads, um, them with their t-shirts, selling their t-shirts and everything, and it's not going to be that big of a deal. I think once they see a spike, then I think they're going to raise the price. But we'll have to wait and see if that actually happens. Now, a lot of people got really excited when boxer Anthony Joshua on the alternate sports show talked about doing the WWE. Now, for those of you who don't know who Anthony Joshua is, he is one of the biggest draws in boxing today. Um, you know, when he's on a pay-per-view, they sell. He is very charismatic. He's very outspoken. But if you actually look up this show, this alternate sports show that spoke to him, he talks, and I'm, I'm using this in quotes, um, about doing the WWE. I think he means as a celebrity. I think he means as in a Tyson Fury, you pay me a couple million dollars, I show up, I halfway do stuff, and I call it good. I don't think he means it like a lot of fans, and even in the internet sites, Reddit and Twitter and stuff, took it. I don't see Anthony Joshua showing up at the Performance Center, training, and then spending six months in NXT. He's never wrestled in his life, and yes, he's a powerful boxer, but he still has to learn how to do promos. He still has to learn, you know, basic how to take a bump and things like that. I don't know that he necessarily wants that. A lot of people are seeing what Tyson Fury did or what Bad Bunny's doing right now, and they don't have that desire, but they have the desire for the money. And so I think WWE especially needs to watch out for that and not take on too many people that don't have a passion or a heart for wrestling. Now, Dave Messler wrote about how WWE now has anyone affiliated with them 
sign a non-disparagement agreement. This is in order to keep any WWE employees or the superstars from trashing WWE after they leave. He didn't say when exactly they started this. I have a funny feeling it was the summer of 2020, around about there. Obviously, they didn't have anyone that they let go on Black Wednesday, which was April 15th of 2020, sign one. Because all of them have been very honest, truthful, and have just come out and said what they think. But then you look at someone like Eric Bischoff, who left in the summer of 2020, and he's not even telling why he left. The most that we're getting out of Eric Bischoff is creative differences. Um, he's not really even talking about storylines with the time that he was there. He's not talking about superstars that were unhappy or anything like that. Now, he'll talk a little bit about the current product, but, um, I'm wondering exactly when this non-disparagement agreement came about, and I actually want to know, is it forever, or is it for a set period of time? Because here's the thing, I'm not a spring chicken, but I am going to be around when um, Drew McIntyre has his podcast, or Seth Rollins has his podcast, Daniel Bryan, um... Sasha Banks and Bailey have their podcast together. I want to hear their stories like we hear Steve Austin's now, like we hear Kurt Angle. And if they've decide if they have signed this non-disparagement agreement forever, that they can't talk about it forever, we're not going to hear those stories. And I want to eventually know what was going on. Tell me some funny stories. Tell me some ribs that were played. Tell me, you know, what actually happened that maybe I don't know about. Um, I did think it was funny this uh, Friday that, well, it was Thursday night. Ric Flair put out a tweet, or somebody for him did. I'm not 100% sure. Of him on the cover of a Japanese wrestling magazine, he was over in Japan. He did a tour. He did actually a couple tours over there in the seventies and eighties. And I'm not a hundred percent sure what exactly the magazine cover said, but Ric Flair made it sound like. They were talking great about him. But he tagged Asuka. Asuka is not someone that usually you see tweet back. 
to anyone, whether, you know, it be another wrestler or a fan or, or anything like that. However, she did send a response to Ric Flair and said he is the most famous pro wrestling star in Japan. And then she told Ric Flair not to interfere in her championship match against Lacey Evans at Elimination Chamber and then said, love you. I was like, that's so Asuka. Yes, you are are the most famous in Japan. You better not interfere. Still love you. You know, I can see Asuka uh, making Ric Flair take a bump. So he he definitely better be watching out. Uh, Finn Balor talked to the New York Post, hyping up TakeOver. And they asked him, what about defending your belt if you win at TakeOver this weekend at WrestleMania 37? And at first, Finn played the good little WWE employee. He said, you know, it would be an honor to represent NXT at WrestleMania 37. But then I believe he gave his true feelings. And he said, but I would much prefer to defend the NXT championship at a takeover before or after WrestleMania 37 because I love NXT and I love their takeover events. Well, I'll tell you what, I don't blame him. Think about it. Would you rather defend your championship at a takeover with five matches and you know uh, it's going to be on the air about two hours? And you're going to get enough time to actually perform. You know, you're going to get 20 minutes. You're going to get 15 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes. Maybe you might even get a half an hour. Whereas, even though WrestleMania 37 is going to happen over two nights, they don't even know how many matches they're having now. And last year, uh, Saturday night went, I think, two hours and 50 minutes, two hours and 55 minutes. And then Sunday night went over three hours. And some of the matches were cut down. So would you rather be Finn Balor and get enough time to actually tell your story in the in a takeover or be on the WrestleMania card and have your 20-minute match cut down to 10 because they're running long or because Vince McMahon uh, decides that's not the finish he wants, or he doesn't want that particular bump in in that match, or whatever. I don't I don't blame Finn Balor a bit. I would rather I think be on a takeover where I was headlining it myself, and kind of knew the logistics and knew that I was going to get time to tell my story, 
then be on a WrestleMania where they're not 100% sure of anything. Now, Tommy Dreamer was also on a media call getting ready for No Surrender, Impact Wrestling's pay-per-view that's on Saturday night. And he revealed that he actually pitched an idea to Impact Wrestling about Tessa Blanchard last year. Um, Tessa won the belt in January's Hard to Kill pay-per-view. It's one of their big four that Impact Wrestling does. She was the first woman to ever win the heavyweight championship belt. And then it became, who's she going to face next? How are we going to run that program? Well, we all know what happened. Um, you know, she showed up on TV. She did the, the next set of tapings that ran until February, but then she went to Mexico, got caught in the travel ban, and then refused to come back due to her wedding and all of the other garbage that went on. Tommy Dreamer said that he went to him before she actually had won the belt with an idea that Tommy Dreamer would actually, who had been a friend to Tessa in her run-up, had taken the kendo stick to Sammy Callahan and everything, but that after she won the belt, then he would turn heel and attack Tessa. And they would then go into a program with him as a heel going up against Tessa. And he would go on to defeat Tessa Blanchard for the title. He said, you know, Impact said, um, thank you, but no thank you. But he acted like he was pretty excited about it, that he kind of wishes he would have gotten to do that program. Now, we all know Kevin Owens. And he made no bones about it last year. And that's where this starts, is last year. If you remember, WrestleMania 36 was actually supposed to be at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa last year. KO, gosh, I think he started in February. When he basically um, was put in the program with Seth Rollins, or against Seth Rollins, as the Messiah, and Kevin Owens was uh, taking him on, trying to be the locker room leader, and show everybody that Seth Rollins wasn't a good guy. He started yelling about how he wanted to jump off the pirate ship at Raymond James Stadium. For those of you who have never been there, they have a pirate ship, and it shoots off, um, the cannons shoot off when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers score a touchdown. It... um, is a big deal. Uh, people, when they visit Raymond James Stadium, always want to go on the pirate ship. 
So KO last year made it known to anybody and everybody that he wanted to jump off this pirate ship. Well, when the pandemic hit, obviously we know WrestleMania 36 did not take place in Raymond James Stadium. However, Kevin Owens kept cutting promos that he wanted his WrestleMania moment. Well, if you watched WrestleMania 36 last year, you saw Kevin Owens get the WrestleMania moment that he wanted by jumping off the WrestleMania 36 sign onto Seth Rollins on the table. And it was a tremendous bump. And I marked out for it. Well, now this year, WrestleMania 37 is going to be in Raymond James Stadium. And he is back at it. Kevin Owens, I guess, has been bothering any WWE official he can find about jumping off the pirate ship. He doesn't really care who he's taking on at WrestleMania 37, but he wants to jump off the pirate ship. He says this will be his WrestleMania moment, and... I kind of have to agree with him. If he jumps off the pirate ship, especially if they would set off the cannons, it would be the WrestleMania moment. Um, Jim Cornette, on his podcast, The Drive-Thru, um, talked about how he felt when John Cena was in OVW. In 2001-2002, before he moved up to the main roster, he felt like John Cena could have been a Ric Flair tier heel. He understood them making him the prototype. But he could have seen the prototype turning heel either right before going up to the main roster and coming to the main roster as a heel or soon after being on the main roster. He said he would have been ginormous as a Ric Flair heel. Instead, we got the John Cena thugonomics the baby face, I mean, I I can see him also being a heel after listening to him on podcasts, seeing him on Total Divas, seeing him on Total Bellas, seeing the interviews he does now as a movie star and everything. Um, he is a little bit of a smart aleck, and you saw that edge with him when he was playing the Doctor of Thugonomics, and you saw the edge with him in his later years as the babyface. So, I do believe Jim Cornette. I believe that he probably could have been an unbelievable heel. I just, I don't think that's where Vince McMahon saw him. Speaking of Vince McMahon, let's get to our last 
news item of this podcast. This is part one. Uh, you'll get a part two later today. Um, Vince McMahon regretted not signing AJ Styles to WWE a decade sooner. Um, Kurt Angle on his podcast, the Kurt Angle podcast, it's, I think it's got two episodes already, maybe three, but I think it's two episodes. You guys need to listen to this. Kurt Angle is telling everything. And he said that AJ Styles started in WWE in 2016. When he was announced at the Royal Rumble and Vince McMahon saw the reaction of the crowd. And then when he debuted on Raw and he said he just, he couldn't understand it. And Kurt Angle talks about how a lot of WWE fans also during the Attitude Era watched TNA and knew Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, uh, when Matt and Jeff Hardy went over there, when he went over there, when Kurt Angle went over there. Um, they knew them. And so Vince McMahon should not have been surprised that AJ Styles got the reaction that he did. But he says that John Cena was actually one of the detractors in signing AJ Styles, Bobby Roode, and Cowboy James Storm, and a lot of others from TNA. He told... Uh, Vince McMahon that they didn't need other companies little stars and I find that so surprising that he had the opportunity to sign AJ Styles I believe it was in 2006 or 2008 and they just couldn't get the money right they couldn't work out a good deal or we could have saw AJ Styles in his 30s, in the WWE, I can't imagine, with the stars that they had then, him going up against them. Could you imagine him going up against a younger Undertaker? That, I mean, you talk about somebody that would have had some WrestleMania moments. That would have been Mr. AJ Styles. Now, as always, if you guys have any questions, comments, problems, or protests, make sure you write me at wrestlingovertime at gmail.com, or you guys hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at wrestlingovertime. Uh, I definitely want to make sure that I hear from you guys. You're going to be getting um, your raw, or excuse me, your SmackDown uh, results and thoughts, and then you'll be getting a Friday's uh, news and thoughts part two coming up soon. I will talk to you soon and I'll see you down the road.
Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you. So you can always depend on us. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.